Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. tired i don't sleep i gotta send you this new melatonin i got is it give you dreams because i've been having wild dreams anyway every single fucking night well i've started doing it with and then i'll also drink cherry juice like tart cherry juice with 
also like stimulates something in your brain. And when I do it with the cherry juice, then I don't have the dreams. I read this and well, it was one of the books I'm directing that runners do, but, but they drink that at nighttime to help their minds calm down. Oh, runners yeah. are weird. They are, but they ha- it was like a lot of really helpful things. In this oh, book. I'm sure. Yeah. Because runners are the definition of your body is a tool. Mm-hmm. Use it like a tool. And I'm like, okay. Yep. That's what <laughs> a lot of it was. But they yep. got, there was so many good tips in there that I took away from it. So I mean, they're the community who started putting band-aids on their nipples for running. Like, yeah. I don't doubt that they've got the some shit. The woman that invented sports bras was a runner. And she, yeah, they used to have been thought that like running would like, mess up your reproductive organs and women weren't allowed to do it and all this stupid shit and so the woman that invented sports bras was like not allowed to like be a runner and she was like but she like fought with her school to be one and she was one of the first big long distance runners and she didn't have a sports bra so she like made it herself and took out a patent and invented sports bras Did they think that, like, unlike men's bodies, that, like, our organs are, like, not secure and they're just flopping? Uh Uh-huh. That's what they thought. And this was, like, in Uh, the 60s. It wasn't even that long ago. In the 60s. (laughs) It's like the woman wrote her own passage and she's not that old. She, like, her daughter is, like, a famous runner, too. So it's really funny. Yikeroonies. Yeah. Even a lot of the things in the Olympics didn't even get added to the 80s for runners, for women. Yeah, the Olympics is like a, a constant, wonderful reminder about like <laughs> how behind we are. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, in like your own personal life or like regionally, things can change. But then when you go to the Olympics, you're like, oh, we are so far behind. Like I remember when Adam Rapon was like the first publicly out gay man in mm-hmm. the Olympics. And I'm just like, he's a, a figure skater. Most of them have probably been gay. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, he's the first out one. And it yeah. was like, and I think since then, there's only been three or four. Like Connor, I mean, Tom Daly, he's a diver. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you doing? You look like a fish. And I'm not sure what this is. He wasn't out his first Olympics. And then Gus Kenworthy. There's quite a few women that are out, but not yeah. a lot of men. You know, the media doesn't care when women are out. Yeah. They're like, men are gay. And it's like, women are gay. They're like, but that's a fake. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, I am on Winter Olympic TikTok now, and those outfits are so much better than I the summer I haven't really ones. got into winter, <gasps> like the the TikTok. I haven't, except for... I'll send I just you saw, the next one I see. I just saw this one gal. She was got a pillow or something for the Winter Olympics. That's her. Oh, okay. Then I saw She's that. She's the and only then, one who's done it. Her and her partner are doing it. Okay. Them. And then someone has said, you need to unzip it because it turns into a blanket <laughs> and stuff. And that's the only, that's the only one I've seen. So maybe now that I feel like that, it'll, I'll still, I'll start getting more in the rotation. Cause she, her roommate was the one I first saw one for, but then I got into hers too. And they do like, they were showing like the outfit, like fittings and they're so fucking cute. Like, all of the fits are so cute. They're the Ralph Lauren shit. Like the Nike shit is obviously really cute, but like the Ralph Lauren shit, I'm yeah. like, holy shit. Like it's chic and they're just like hot snowboarders. And I'm like, what's that like <laughs> to be like that cool? Huh. Is this the intro for the show? Oh yeah, we are already recording. Yeah. <laughs> the Winter Olympics, the only time 
every every couple of years i become an american <laughs> during the olympics i do not root for the u.s like ever like I, I root for the u.s women's gymnastics team i will not root for certain people on the u.s women's gymnastics team for the summer olympics like if i know that like you are the worst i'm like I'm not rooting for you mm-hmm. but i live for the it's like the most problematic thing about me i would say is i like the olympics i don't think that's problematic because it's athleticism and but it completely destroys the places it goes to it like is like a money suck it is not safe covid protocol like oh i thought you meant as a whole yes as like oh yeah no the organization is those yes 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 yes. i thought you just meant the athletes and supporting them no no, 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 no. I have no issues. But also a lot of the time those athletes are being completely exploited by their countries, like all of that stuff. So I, I enjoy it and I recognize that it's not the most ethical mm-hmm. thing. Welcome to Don't Blame Me. That is the intro for the show. We are an advice podcast where we give life-changing, wonderful, amazing advice because we are better than everybody else <laughs> and because we can. And that's why you're listening. Don't ask questions. You fucking clicked on it. My name is Megan. I'm joined by my co-host, producer, director, the glitter glue to my glitter. The only reason why anything ever happens, ever. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Melissa. Hi. I'm just going to wipe my screen real quick. That's for those that are watching, which you can do on our Patreon. You can watch our episodes for a dollar a month. That's four to five episodes for one dollar. And you can see our beautiful faces. You can see the most beautiful women that ever existed in life. Yep. So prepare yourself, like gird (laughs) your loins Mm -hmm. when you sign up and just like make sure you're ready because like you're going to be blown away (laughs) by how stunning we yeah. are. I mean, I did have to slather my face in moisturizer like five minutes ago because my face was peeling. So my legs are peeling. We'll see how. Th- yeah. But your legs aren't on camera. We'll see how it goes as the episode c- keeps going. If it makes you feel better. My Wi-Fi is not that great. So like you're not like. No, totally but the thing for is, me. yeah, for you, because the recording <laughs> yeah, itself no, <laughs> is in 240p live. But then yeah. when they see it, it'll be in 1080. So. 1080p fuck i had something i was gonna tell you that was gonna be like my intro like i need to talk about rihanna being pregnant okay and i all <laughs> i like didn't i don't actually believe this but i did think this was gonna be a funny tweet because like my entire timeline was like all like rihanna's pregnant rihanna's pregnant rihanna's pregnant this is the day after the announcement that we're recording this and i almost tweeted Rihanna's pregnancy is a bipartisan issue, <laughs> but but it's not because like everyone I follow, I don't follow any conservatives, mm-hmm. but like I am just so obsessed. And I saw this tweet that was like my friend. It was like someone responding to like the photos and it was like my friend messaged me and just said Rihanna. And I immediately was like, oh, my God, a new album, a new album. And then it was like, and then the announcement was actually she's pregnant. And someone was like, I have decided as somebody who has no desire to like work or have a professional career, I would love to be rich. I am done asking for her to create an album because I think she's probably living her absolute best life being rich and pretty and just being able to live her life being fun and And smart as smart businesswoman. And like not having to deal with like music critics and doing all this stuff. And she's probably still singing for fun and like doing all of that. But she's not commodifying that art currently 
And the only reason why she would be doing that now, it's, it doesn't seem like she really wants to. It would be for other people. And they're like, and I've decided if I was pretty and I could just be like smart and pretty and successful and rich and not have to like deal with like fucking haters and losers, like I would do it too. And I'm done asking for her that to like her to do that shit. And I was like, fair. I'm okay with that now too. What I'm confused is, did we not know a couple weeks ago that she was pregnant? We've heard so many rumors. There was like a big one a couple months ago that she responded to. And she was like, I'm like pregnant every other week. Like, but this one, it wasn't a couple months ago. It was like literally like a couple weeks ago where she was like pregnant. And I was like, is there a glitch? And I traveled to the future and I already knew this. Like, I was very confused while everybody was like excited. And I was like, I guess because like, she had she took a picture with her stomach out. But I thought we knew this a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, this was one of those things that like I thought that like when it was like all of these rumors that she was pregnant and it, it was kind of the same thing, same thing with like, when Kylie Jenner was going to be pregnant, that it was like people saw her and she was pregnant. And so I think <sighs> that like I didn't feel like, oh, my God, this is such a shock and a surprise. Like I definitely thought she was pregnant, but I didn't have that same feeling that you do. Where like, I thought we all knew she was pregnant and already announced it. I, it didn't feel like a rumor. Like, I just like I thought this had already been confirmed. Like, yeah, I didn't understand. I still don't understand. I was like, I Maybe for sure thought back yeah, I was like, I was like, this for sure felt like this had already been announced a couple weeks ago, like a like for sure thing, not like a rumor. Like it was like Rihanna and ASAP Rocky have confirmed that they're having a child. I truly texted my sisters and I asked, I was like, (laughs) I don't understand what's going on. Why is everyone making a big deal about it today when we've known for a couple weeks? And they're like, uh, no, it's today. (laughs) I just live for the fact that like they got all done up to like, get paparazzi mm-hmm. and like it's a specific paparazzi photographer who like a lot of celebrities seem to really like and like uh-huh. has good relationships with them which is how you get those good photos mm-hmm. and i also just love that because she basically gave this man like the shots of his life like he made mm-hmm. so much money off of that and she didn't she like was able to control and like this is who I'm, I'm gonna call up this paparazzi I'm gonna be wearing makeup I'm gonna having this like I think it was also like such a kind move for someone who's like so incredibly successful and was such a wonderful demonstration of how that the relationship between paparazzi and celebrities is like a symbiotic relationship but this is a way to like do a healthy way mm-hmm. where this photographer is respecting her boundaries and like you know what I mean and like I was just like I don't knock anyone for selling their pregnancy announcement photos or like monetizing that at all. Like the celebrities, I have no issue with that whatsoever. But I think this was like a very nice way to have it be like, if you're not going to do that, then someone else, if someone else is going to make money on that, like have it be like a respectful thing that both of your boundaries are being met. So I thought that was just like a very cool way of doing it. Something I never would have thought of. And I was like, of course, Rihanna. And that baby... That's going to be the most beautiful baby that ever existed because he has a perfect face and she is gorgeous. Like also he has a baby face. Like he has a like the and also, you know how I feel about big foreheads and Mm -hmm. how I feel about big forehead babies. Mm -hmm. That baby with his his he has such a baby face and she's stunning. 
like absolutely stunning. That baby is going to come out when you think of what a baby is going to be like baby. Like it's yeah. going to be such so mm-hmm. and also so fucking talented yeah. and like dressed. So think of the outfit. I know it's going to be great. And you know that the, the Fenty baby line is going to be coming soon. Watch out, Kylie, baby. <sighs> Fenty baby. Like it's going to be so, so, so good. Like, I can't wait. That baby's going to have a stylist. <laughs> I mean, that baby's going to have like a like like someone from the Fenty line is going to be like just working with the baby constantly to just Which create outfits. Which do you like? What are those baby noises? Like, it's literally going to be that. Yeah. Oh, and it will be like the most loved like this it's like america's baby yeah like, the most beloved like, baby that has every ever person existed. in america is, will take a bullet for this baby like that is the love around that kid like that's just like so cute and he looks like so obsessed with i mean granted the common denominator in every man that she dates is how obsessed they are with her right. and, like, any man that she looks at and i'm so excited for Drake yeah. to be sad oh. because I dislike Drake with a passion. So this Me is like fucking too. I, I I'm really not into celebrity gossip at all, but this one really hit me. This one hit me. It's because none of us view her as a celebrity. We all view her as like she I saw one that someone was like, the amount of people I've seen post Rihanna's baby pictures, it's if all of you think she's your cousin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah. You know, even that day like a month or two ago where Barbados like officially got their like mm-hmm. they're not a colony yeah. or whatever and then they're they like yeah and then like rihanna was there and they like exalted her <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah. she is like the everyone loves her like yeah. she everybody's like yeah no, she's like my mom my sister my best friend yeah. like and she's like i don't know any of you people <laughs> But if you saw her, she'd be like, I feel like she's the kind of person that like everybody's her best friend, you know, like she just makes everyone feel like either her best friend or she hates them. Yeah. And that's how I I think we should all be. Mm -hmm. I don't like that gray area. But I also love if anyone has not seen her day drinking with Seth Meyers. It is one of the funniest videos I've literally ever seen. The whole series of day drinking with Seth Meyers is fucking hilarious. But the Rihanna one is so funny, especially if you watch it in comparison to him with everybody else. Because, again, like he is like he is enamored. He's shitting himself, and it's just like I love same thing. Same thing. Yeah. I mean, also if you Google Rihanna with wine glasses, she always steals wine glasses from restaurants. I'm sure she's not doing that anymore, but she always steals them. Well, um, and then leaves a fat tip so that like covers the wine glass, and then like takes care of the staff. Also, like just she played a trick on jimmy kimmel um when bitch better have my money came out because his wife is like a producer on the show too Mm -hmm. and so he had pranked her rihanna when she came on the show and then she got him back like tenfold by showing up at his house with like her friends and like a money gun while he was sleeping like woke him up and like was blasting that song and then spraying money at him she's just great i just love her me too and I'm so happy for her. Oh, this was the other thing. I had a dream I was pregnant with twins. I also had the same dream. Someone DM'd me that they had a dream too. Oh, about God. Me. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you just because of the stuff that's going on. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay. <laughs> well. 
We're giving you advice. You're calling in. You're leaving voicemails at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Keep it under three minutes or else you will be cut off. And we ask that you write everything down before you leave us a voicemail. Stream of consciousness does not usually work. It doesn't ever work well for this. So write it down. Let us know your pronouns. Let us know the ages of everybody in the story with as much detail as possible. And then you can time yourself to make sure you are under those three minute mark. And if you do everything wonderfully with flying colors, no detail is left desired. And we feel like we have all of the information that we need. No more, no less. You might receive the coveted diamond from Aww. Melissa herself. Aww. So let's get into the update. Woo! My original call was I had the cousin I was going to snitch on, basically. She was 14. You know, I was scrolling through Instagram randomly one night, saw this account you should follow. My old high school's name and it was jewelers, not piercings. I later found out, made it nicer. But yeah, basically I was conflicted about whether or not to tell my aunt and my about my cousin following the account, I already snitched on the principal. So my update kind of takes place in two parts. Firstly, the principal emailed me back for the podcast. Came out basically saying, you know, thanks for letting me know. This so-and-so teacher who you probably remember is onto it. I was like, from what I remember of her, yeah, she would get on top of that. And mm. the account was gone a few days after. Nice. So that made me feel a lot better about it. And before the podcast had come out, my aunt had messaged our group chat that my extended family were having for, we have Secret Santa now for Christmas because it's a lot easier with our big family and mm-hmm. most are over the age of 16, so not much to do. So she messaged <laughs> a group chat saying 14-year-old and her 12-year-old daughter, so the 14-year-old was one else had concerns about, could whoever has them give them some earrings because they just got their ears pierced? That kind of like helped me like think like, okay, so it's not an immediate thing. She's gotten mm-hmm. them done safely with mum and so is the younger sister. I actually had the 12-year-old for Secret Santa, so I got her some really cute pairs of earrings mm-hmm. for yeah. at Christmas. She really liked it. So another thing that happened kind of slightly after, I can't remember if it was slightly before or slightly after the podcast came out. I had a family gathering for my grandmother's delayed like birthday because it was delayed due to COVID lockdowns in New South Wales. So we had a birthday party for her and myself, my 17-year-old cousin, 14-year-old cousin and 12-year-old cousin were all having a good chat. We're all girls and we're like, oh, how was your, getting your ears pierced? Like, you know, how how did it all go, etc. And, you know, on that conversation and my 17-year-old cousin, who I don't think knows anything about this account, started just randomly telling my younger cousins about horrible stories she had heard from like piercings in the past, such as the fact that she, 17-year-old, plays water polo and how a girl had, on her team had a belly button piercing and how that was uh, yanked out by a person on the other team. I know, very gross. Like She mm-hmm. was going in detail as well. I was like, okay, <laughs> very interesting. And also just about the fact that, like, you know, my other cousin as well who wasn't there, I have a lot of cousins, <laughs> had a secondary piercing, like, you know, ear 
and how after like two years that was still, you know, quite sore and things like that and hasn't changed. And I could see my 14-year-old cousin's face feeling just slowly like going, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think my 17-year-old cousin like kind of did the job for me of warning her like don't get any piercings in an unsafe way because my older cousin did it in a safe way and this that's what happened. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And maybe just because Megan, you asked about the kind of dynamic between my myself and my aunt and the relationship is my dad is the sibling. He kind of has a similar problem, whereas my dad is the oldest of five. My aunt is the youngest, four boys, mm-hmm. one girl. Yeah. When my dad was getting married, my aunt was, you know, graduating high school. So I'm one of the second, I'm the second oldest grandchild on dad's side and she's the second youngest on dad's side in terms of the cousins like there's a big age gap so that was part of my thing of like I don't know how she really sees me like I'm still a cousin but I'm very much older than her and she Mm -hmm. gravitates more towards the 17 and the 20 year old for obvious reasons Mm -hmm. so very much that dynamic is still there like yeah there's a like my dad is early 60s and my aunt isn't 50 yet so there's a lot of big dynamics in that family yeah so you didn't did you end up telling the aunt or I have not told the aunt no it was kind of hard to bring it up in person I didn't really see her at my grandma's and at Christmas it was kind of hard to bring it up but it did it does give me an idea of if I can bring it up next time of how to do it because my aunt and I went to the same high school so I could easily say you know oh you know I saw this random account you know at so-and-so is like running piercings that thing you might just want to check that out and yeah things like that so I could definitely bring it up that way but it was just yeah really hard when it's like yeah. dynamic and it's been so long now is there someone just because of like the age gaps is there someone that maybe younger than her that you're close to and then that person's also closer to her because they're a little bit older I'm not really sure. Like my uncle, who's a little bit older than her, is probably the one I'm a bit closer to. Like just growing up, like he always calls me like little nicknames and things like that. So I could talk to him, but I don't really speak to my extended family much outside of family events. Yeah. So it's like. That makes total sense. Yeah. If it comes up again or you feel like the need to, I would totally see it. And like that you were talking in like a group chat kind of thing where it was just like, oh my gosh, I just saw this. Like how wild, like this didn't happen when I was at school there. And like in a way that your aunt will know like, oh shit, like let me go talk about this. But it could be like, if she went to the same high school, like people are familiar with that. And like, there is a kind of wide age range. Like I have that in like a group chat with Matz's family. Like we'll send random things that are like, Mm -hmm. maybe pertain more to like one person, but like kind of opens up that dialogue but I do, I do think that 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 she got scared straight in the I'm not yeah. that piercing like yeah and the principal got the stuff taken down so the principal probably said something that scared everyone at the school anyway I'm guessing made an announcement like we know who this is even though they probably don't know who it is yeah. and yeah. whoever it was took it down it might still be happening but at least it's not being publicized in that same way yeah, yeah. I did check on like other accounts to see if like maybe they might have um, popped up again somewhere and I could not find it. But we also just had school holidays in New yeah. South Wales. So it could like the, the school week just started again. So maybe mm-hmm. it could be happening, but at least I'm happy that they're aware that 
something's happening, especially because some of those yeah. bathrooms are not the greatest. I mean, it's an all girls yeah. school, but I don't doubt that they were gross when I was there. Yeah. They are. And also, that is such a small blip of like your adolescence and that phase of like, I'm going to pierce my own ears. Like that rebellious phase, I feel like so many of us have or like go through or whatever. Not that I did it, but I knew people who did. And that was like a solid six months. So that was like the thing. But then mm-hmm. it was over and done. And being able, allowed to get your ears pierced, I think when it becomes harder is if you're not allowed to get them pierced. And then that is like the corner you're pushed into. And then that's what you choose to do. But like, it doesn't seem like that's gonna happen so fingers crossed i'm glad that the, the update isn't that like she got like gangrene on her ear and some <laughs> it shit fell like that. off yeah i'm glad it's not that yeah yeah that would be concerning it would be <laughs> i don't even really know what gangrene is it's just like in books and right you know like in pirates yeah i don't know showing up to christmas in gangrene <laughs> And she just wears red, red and green. I'm festive. Red and gangrene. <laughs> oh, it was a, such a lame joke. Okay. Well, thank you for giving us the thank update. You. I'm sending healthy, well wishes and sanitary piercings vibes to your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm sure she'll appreciate it when I'm not directly saying it to her. It's just in the universe. <laughs> it's just yeah. in the stratosphere. All right. Thank cool. you. Well, thank you. Have thank a great you. rest of your day. You too. Bye. 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 So nice. Mm-hmm. I think this is the very realistic update. Mm-hmm. No gangrene. No gangrene. And we have been getting messages for people about how to send updates. If you ever have any questions about anything that's in the show, look at the show notes. Like everything's there, including the link to our Patreon, which people have been asking about too. But for the updates, you just send us an email and just say, hey, I was on this episode. And that's it. And then we will contact you and do the update. That's it. Woohoo! You also don't have to type out what your update is. Just letting us know what episode it was in and what your call was. Cool. Should we get into the calls? We shall. Hello, Megan and Melissa. First off, happy 2022. Sounds weird already. Uh, So I have a little situation with my dad. Oh, I'm they, them pronouns 24 years old with my dad. I don't know if this is a dad thing. First off, my family is Hispanic. So anyone who's Hispanic can, that can relate, maybe y'all can help me as well. But this man thinks he's Bob the Builder. Like, he tries to fix everything in our house, emphasis on trying, and then ends up destroying it. Like, our bathtub, for some reason, just stopped working. Like, the shower head is fine. It's the pipe thingy that, I don't know what it's called, that fills up the tub. Yeah, somehow that stopped working. So it's like, I can fix this. I'm just like, oh, God. And now we have a giant hole in the wall of the shower. Yep. And not only that, like, he tried to even fix his night car, and that didn't go well. I don't really know what he did because, I don't know, I'm gay and I don't know anything about cars. And he tried he like, I don't know, like this man, like, I don't know if it's a Virgo thing, if it's a Hispanic older dad thing. He's the same age. By the way, dad goes by he, him, and he's the same age as Madonna. I forgot how old she is, and I forgot how old my dad is. I just know his birthday. Uh, so, yeah, like, how do I, like, gently, because my dad kind of has an ego, I'm thinking that he can do anything. How do I, like, tell him to say it's okay to hire someone, like, let me tell you, this man is, like, rich. And I get that he's a penny pincher, but you can hire someone. Like, I'm not rich. I'm broke, but he's rich. 
Like, you can easily hire someone. But it's like, yes, I get you want to try to fix everything in the house. But you have, like, 12 kids in the house. <laughs> that's an exaggeration, but that's what it literally feels like. It. So how do I, like, tell him in the nicest way possible or in a way that a Hispanic father could understand to ask for help and not do everything yourself without stressing out the whole family? Anyways, help. Bye. This was so funny. It feels like like major dad energy. My dad is not does not see himself as Bob the Builder, like Handy Manny or any of those cartoons where they try to fix things because he knows his limits, but he does think he's a master cook, which he used to be very good, but in his older age, his like tastes aren't the same anymore. Like you know, when you get older, your taste buds kind of get mm-hmm. older too and don't realize how salty foods are and things like that. So in that situation, I just had to sit down and have a conversation with him and say, hey, dad, like you were a wonderful cook when we were children, but um, times have changed. <laughs> there's been a shift. And <laughs> while I do enjoy your food, maybe just have someone else there to taste so you don't go overboard on the spices. It's not even spices, it's mainly salt. So you don't go overboard on specific things. So with you, with your dad, I would like maybe make a PowerPoint presentation and say, these are the things that you have attempted to fix. And this is the status of where they are now. So while you may feel like that you can fix this, this isn't your gift This isn't something that you are particularly um, good at. So why don't we, you know, if you do, you know, you want to give it a shot the first time, go ahead. But let's bring in a professional. There's a reason why, you know, professionals exist and people go to school for and training for these type of things. Um, You did not do that. So (laughs) let's have an expert come in. So I think that's spot on. If your dad is into sports. I would pick the sport of choice and be like, use the same kind of thing like statistics, math wise. This is how many times that this same player has tried to like hit a home run and the success rate and do all of that and be like, why are we trying the same thing over and over again? Don't you feel like they should sub somebody else in? And he can be like, yeah, and you're like, And dad, statistically, those are the exact same stats as your (laughs) success, helping and fixing things at home. Like, I love you, but I think that there are ones that maybe are like you can do, but not this one. I very much understand like the penny pincher mentality. Like my dad like did not. I mean, like I didn't grow up with a ton of Marin money. Like we grew up fine, but like did not grow up like wealthy. And he grew up even more for than that, like steel mills, like, you know, very, very, very poor in Pittsburgh. And so he is very much the I will fix it myself kind of thing. And the biggest issue with that is people who don't have the skills and the talent to build things or fix things themselves. They also have lower standards. (laughs) So like they would rather save money and have it be done not that well then spend the money to have it be done well. So I think that that's something that like 
if it's that level where it's just like, oh, he's fine with this not working or he's fine. He would rather just like forego this thing, our bathtub working than pay the money for it. Then I think it's like, okay, let's pull the rest of the family together and just cut him out of these conversations. And while he's, someone's going to take him out to like go on a walk or go get lunch, he's going to come back and then the bathtub will be fixed. Someone will (laughs) grab his credit card. (laughs) Yep. Someone will snatch the credit card and do it and then just gaslight him when he gets home. Like, dad, you fixed it. Like Mm -hmm. you did this. But, or you find, actually, this is the best advice. Matzah's not handy at all. And he knows he's not, he wants to be, but he like fight, puts up a little bit of fight with it. But I think there's something when it comes to pride with that a lot. So I have a handyman who like we're great friends with who knows that Mots is not that great at this stuff and they've become friends, but he will, when he does stuff around us, he includes Mots. So like Mots will be like, oh, I'm gonna text him and see if he can help like us do this thing. Mots is not doing much, like he's doing it. But like, it feels like a, a collaborative process. And so maybe mm. you find if he has a friend who works in, I don't know, it'd be hard, like you have either a friend who is like a, tra- like a task rabbit or like jack of all trades can do all of that stuff and like has the credentials or when you call to make an appointment, be like, my dad really, they know, like, I feel like yeah. everyone, they, they know that dad stereotype that's like, just humor him, let him help. And ju- or just tell him like, you did a great job starting this here. Like, yeah, you are spot on the money. I'm just gonna do a little few little tweaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, keep that ego in mind. But yeah, this is <laughs> this is like such a. I'm just still dying over the. I don't know how old my dad is, but he's the same age as Madonna. <laughs> I don't know how old Madonna is. I believe that's the same age as my mother. So sixty two ish, sixty three. I think they're all the same age. Anyway, next call. Yeah. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Been a huge fan of the podcast i've been listening since day one also a big fan of megan for a very long time on youtube but anyway so my boyfriend and i have been dating for almost six years now i go by he her he goes by he him he has recently tested positive for covid we were both vaccinated and what we were supposed to go to a show this week by the time you hear this we passed the week but they get a call and see your opinion when we are supposed to be going with a third party who also goes by he, him. But anyway, so because he can't go and I have tested negative three times since he has tested positive, so I was planning on going. He feels like I shouldn't want to go either. We both have been looking forward to seeing this artist for a very long time, and the artist means a whole lot to both of us. I was thinking I would still go with the third friend since him and I are both negative but my boyfriend doesn't want me to go since he can't he thinks I should want to miss it and make sure he's okay the roles are reversed I would want him to go because of how much I know the artist means to the both of us and I would want to still have him enjoy himself and the time at the show with our friend he's making me feel pretty guilty for sharing that I want to still go and now I just don't know what to do or if I'm right or wrong. Yeah, just let me know your thoughts. Love you both. Thank you. So here's my first thing. Just because you tested negative, are you quarantining? Well, it already happened and I'm pretty sure you went, but you sound like guilty for going. Did you quarantine after being like in contact with your boyfriend? That would be my first thing. Because even though you tested negative those times, even if you still were in the same household and saw him and 
was around him, you still could have it the next day. You could have it. Mm -hmm. You could test positive later in that day. So that would be my first concern. My second is might be controversial, but if you quarantine away from him and you test negative, then I say you can go to the concert. I thought you would say that. <laughs> I thought you would say that with that specific caveat. Like yep. I thought you're gonna be like, if everything's actually safe <laughs> yeah. and you're not cutting corners, like but truly, I wouldn't go and I would have never bought the tickets because I don't think that we're out of this quarantine at all. So I wouldn't have gone. I would have never bought the tickets. It would have never been on the plate. So I personally would not have gone. But, you know, if you're a concert goer and that's what you enjoy to do, if you quarantine away from everyone and then wore your mask and then went, OK, your boyfriend shouldn't. I don't think he should make you feel bad for that. <laughs> first of all if you are vaccinated it will take it can take you much longer to test negative for covid after being exposed so the safest way to do this and how i know that this is not safe is that you would be quarantining for 10 days post him testing positive to just see if you end up testing positive because again, it's taking, Omicron's taking so much longer to show up in vaccinated people, like 10, 10 days to up to two weeks. And if you took those full 10 days and he had those full 10 days and then he was feeling better, he would be able to go to the concert. Your quarantine period, assuming you tested negative at the end of it, would be the same as his, his quarantine period having tested positive. So... The choosing to go and he's not going means that that didn't happen. <laughs> so that's like my first issue. And then my second thing is I, as somebody who had COVID, I was miserable. Like it fucking sucks. Like it sucks. It's like, it's not fun. And if this is like a concert that you're both really looking forward to, and it's something that you're both really excited about. Sure. Does it sound kind of selfish to be like, wow, I don't even get to like, I'm sick. I feel really shitty. I'm miserable. I'm worried that I'm going to develop long COVID and be like permanently like affected by this for the rest of my life. I hope I don't die. I'm like dealing with like the mental toll it is of having it as well as the physical toll. And I'm also now missing a concert that I was really looking forward to. And I'm like so upset and disappointed. And then my partner's like, is it cool if I still go? I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, but the difference is I would never go. If it was like when she's saying that you, she would go if it was him, like if it was her, she would want him to go. Mm -hmm. I would not go. Like if, if it was Moss and I would be like, no, there's no way I'm going to go. Like I would never, I would never do that. And then on top of that, it's like, now you've gone to this concert where a lot of people are. Now you have the potential to also when you come back, are you going to quarantine away from your boyfriend for another 10 days just in case you might catch it and then make his worse? Yeah, I am also not someone who's like booking to go to concerts or shows or whatever. But I think that like it can feel really flippant to people who are immunocompromised to see people just like constantly like assessing the like it's all about like risk assessment, but then constantly mm -hmm. every day just being okay with these like pretty big risks that like immunocompromised people like can't be, they can't make those choices or do those things. That's not like a option. And then I would kind of feel like it would feel like kind of like a slap in the face of like, I just got sick and now you're gonna go out and go to a concert and potentially expose yourself. This sucks. Like you mm -hmm. don't want to get this. This isn't fun. 
And if anything, I find that like when someone in your life close to you has gotten COVID, I hope that makes you reconsider the choices that you are making so you don't get it. And like, not just being like, oh, it is what it is. We're all going to get it at some point. Cause like, that's such a fucked up, like eugenics way of thinking, like super shitty, especially cause like she mentioned that he was like, I feel like you should like want to be like, want to make sure that I'm okay. And I'm like, it's not feeling good. Like it just feels like it's being treated kind of very, like this is something that has killed so many people. And then it's like, but I really want to go to a concert. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's just kind of like, I think that like, as somebody who is still dealing with long COVID, like I feel some type of way about this stuff because I'm like, it has changed my life since I've had it. Like I have not been the same and it like affects every aspect of my life and it sucks. And then to see people who are just like, sucks for you, like sucks to suck. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But at the same time, that is intrinsically who I am as a person because I wouldn't go mm-hmm. with if it. But if you would, if you would want him to, you know, I wouldn't want my, I wouldn't. In actuality, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, then you're going to be away from your boyfriend for at least 20 days. Yeah. And so that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay with that? Like, that's the part that I'm like, there are two choices and two options here to be the safest. Let's say you guys are long distance and, you know, you're going to meet up to go to this and, you know, you were away from everyone. I don't know. I'm not going, but, you know. I think if I like I was having horrendous cramps and like feeling like so awful and Mods and I were supposed to go see a concert or something and I was like, or I have the stomach flu, or I was just like, if you take away COVID from it, like, I just think that we're like being so blessed because everyone's gotten COVID. It's like a mm-hmm. whatever that like, if you had the, like, the stomach flu and you're barfing your brains out and you're absolutely miserable and like feeling horrendous, I would personally be like, you are already in such a shitty place right now. I don't, I don't want to go do that. That's going to suck even more for you. But I can understand if like your partner was like, no, I really want you to go, but he's not doing that like he really wants and then you're just consciously deciding that you like want like you're okay that it's really going to hurt him and then that's just the choice you make mm-hmm. it's no right or wrong answer it's just like what's the answer that you can live with the consequences of said choice right 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 all right time for a break we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. 
and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package, and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods i cannot sing their praises enough specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating, hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. 
This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. And we are back. All right. Here's the next one. Hi, thank you for letting me call. Um, I'll try and keep it short. So I am 20 and I'm also transgender, meaning I was male assigned at birth and I transitioned to be of the female experience. I have 
dealt with a lot of ups and downs when it comes to my personal life, when it comes to my romantic life, and how it kind of affects my psyche and my transition. I find a lot of times that when I am, say, on a dating app or wanting to get to know someone and I have, like, genuine interest in them. By the way, I put it out there that I am transgender. Like, right away, I have it in my bio. I have it as my gender set. And I make sure to tell them within the first, like, five to ten messages. But I find that a lot of people's motives switch on me specifically because I'm transgender. They view me as a plaything rather than a human, rather than someone that they would want to date. And it's affected my psyche and it's made me do a lot of sexual acts and hookups and things like that that I haven't wanted to do because I've settled. And I'm just kind of wanting some advice for how to be more secure on my own in my transition, as well as how to kind of, I guess, raise my standards for partners. I also find that I love and I'm attracted to emotionally avoidant people. And I want to unlearn that a little bit. I'm also a Sagittarius. And yeah, that's pretty much all. I'm just kind of struggling with everything because of not only my gender, but my transition, as well as with my love life and feeling like I need to be someone's plaything or less than. Thank you guys so much. First thing I want to say is that I want to give you two suggestions of creators on TikTok who are both trans women who have found this felt like so like, wow, it's like, you know, my TikTok following list who have both found their long term partners on dating apps. And they've both been pretty open about their dating app experience. And like, I think that like, they're both like very kind creators, like so nice and like really engaging with their audience that I think like as much as like we can offer like support and try and give advice, like it is going to be through like the cis hetero experience. So I think both of these creators, I cannot imagine them not responding or not already having videos that like would be potentially really helpful. So one is Lauren Sunstrom and it's L.A. U-R-E-N-G-S-U-N-D-S-T-R-O-M. We will have that linked. And then the other one, she's bad bitch astrology, but it's B-A-D-B-X-T-C-H astrology. I follow them too. Yeah, they're both fantastic. And just like, they both have just vibes personality-wise, like very, very similar. But they've both been very open talking about their experience. And I know they both are their current long-term partners. They both met on dating apps. So I think you're so, 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 so self-aware in the sense that you're like, I am settling for these things because this is the attention that I am getting. Like, I am getting that you're a hookup, plaything, fuck buddy sort of thing. So you recognize that you are settling for that and you're not feeling fulfilled by that and you're not you're having like regretful regret in said experiences. But you also said that you tend to be into emotionally unavailable people. And that stuck out to me because that is like, a oh, the people that I'm into need to work on that in therapy, which is true. But if you are attracted to that, that is also something that you need to work on. Because like, there is an intention there. And I wonder if for you, you find that it feels subconsciously, is it like you like to keep people that you can't really have 
So you don't have to get really that close to them and you can kind of keep them at an arm's length distance or are you a fixer and you want to be the chosen one and the one who can like change somebody for the better? Or do you have a relationship in your past that was very hot and cold or felt like you had to work a lot for it? Because that's like what I would say what that is. I think like the first step and who knows what the fuck I know, but like I would say the first step to it is like recognizing where in the conversation you start to feel like you are being treated as like a, there's this shift that you said that's like now that it's just kind of pure physical or whatever that is, recognizing the conversation when that shift is there and abandon ship with that conversation and like kind of like set all of that stuff up for success prior to meeting in person or as soon as you tell them and then having them be like, oh, okay, that like, let's hang out tonight. Make sure that like when you're having a conversation, not saying that you don't do this, but like that, have it feel different before you go out with them. Have it like not feel like the other conversations you have with people who have ended up in this purely physical kind of manner and way. The nature of dating apps can be very hookup central and cultured. And also I cannot share the trans lived experience, but from the people that I follow and the people that I hear from, that this is even more predominant in the trans community, that it can feel like that even to a whole greater level, it only takes one. You know what I mean? Like it only takes one to Mm -hmm. have it not be like this to when you say to raise your standards, that becomes the new standard. But when you've constantly had the same thing over and over again, it's really hard to break out of that because it feels like, well, this is what I've had. So this is all I'm going to have, which isn't true. This is just what I've had so far. And holding on to the fact that that is not going to be the forever, but you're probably going to know that pretty quickly on to most interactions with people. And the more that you can weed them out ahead of time. So you're not in situations where you are feeling like you didn't say that you feel like you're doing things that you you're expressing regret after the matter, but that you are not like settling in the moment and doing things with people you don't want to do. Yeah. As someone who is single and on dating apps, I think it's smart to go in with an intention for what you want. So on your, if you're not looking for hookups, you want to be in a relationship, set your preferences so that what you're looking for is people that only want to be in relationships. And then if you're able to pay, you can set it for the only people that are coming through are people that are also looking for relationships. And so like, that's how I have mine set up and you're setting higher standards. Like I have it set up. So like, I'm only getting liberal people that are coming through. I'm only getting people that like, I want to have kids, only getting people that want to have kids. I'm only getting people that want a relationship. And so at like some point during the day, I do actually like run out of people. It'll be like, you've run out of people. Do you want to, open up like the range of what you you want to look at and it's like no because then that's gonna go below my standards so i think that's probably really good for your psyche too mm-hmm. to not just have it be like a constant overload of people that are like if you don't have those filters on you then start to like weigh like oh well this person this is this but they don't meet these things and you're like exactly. but those are the things that are most important to me yeah yeah and there is like this dopamine you get when you have your 
filter. So it's just wide open and there's just so many people that you're matching with. But when you have it at so specific, you're not going to get like that same dopamine rush, but you're going to get people that have the same intentions that you have. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think if it is something like a cost that you can swing, kind of similarly to signing up for a workout class, when you put that money there, if you can afford it, it does make you be a little bit more intentional with it in general. Mm -hmm. And like, you'll spend more time on it in a healthy way. But I also would just recommend being secure on your own and like wanting to get into a relationship and all of that. I always recommend this to everybody, but like a detox from relationships, from dating, from hooking up with people, just to kind of like cleanse your palate and to feel like if you need to feel like you want to like start afresh or start anew, and maybe that's deleting all of the dating apps. And maybe that's taking a couple weeks to read a lot of books about people who've like been through like similar things, like read a lot about uh, attachment theory and figuring out that like where some of this stuff for you might come from making a list of things that you really want in a partner, things that you'd be willing to compromise on in a partner and things that like your traits of yours that you really like, that you want to see someone that you date, be really interested in those things, like lifestyle, all of that kind of stuff. And then start a new profile, like pick all new pictures and like sign up and do all of that stuff and kind of take it as like a, we're starting fresh on this thing because you can, it can leave a bad taste in your mouth, those apps and stuff. So like maybe Mm -hmm. trying to make it feel if it's not, even if it's the same app, but feeling like a new experience and going into it with doing your best to not feel jaded and expecting the same results that you have been seeing. Yeah. So best of luck. It's fucking hard out there. It's hard from experience. It's hard. And, you know, setting your standards and your boundaries makes it easier because you know that you're not, you know, dating someone that doesn't have the same intentions that you do. You're not going to regret it Mm -hmm. ever. Best of luck. I hope that you have a better dating app experience and dating experience. Should we go on to the next? Hi, Megan and Melissa. So my situation has several moving parts. I'm going to jump right into it. My boyfriend and I are both 22 years old, and he is the son of immigrants from India, and I'm just a normal American. So because of their culture, I've never met his parents, and they don't really know I exist. I've never really minded this because I have kind of an estranged relationship with my own parents, and he has just met them for the first time this Christmas. Anyways, we met at college in Florida, and we've been together three years now, with the last year being completely long distance. So last year, I moved to Atlanta, and he stayed in Florida for grad school. So long story short, after one semester in grad school, he decided this wasn't for him and just began applying for jobs. And so he told me that he wants to get a job in Atlanta so we can live together and both save money on rent and make up the lost time of being long distance. So this got me really excited. And I supported him through all the job interviews and giving him tips and stuff. And eventually he did get a job in my city. However, now that he's the move is actually happening, he's saying he doesn't want to move in with me anymore. And he doesn't want to end his current lease or find a sublet, even though he told me his new job is going to pay for the move. So I think that he just doesn't really have the courage to admit to his family that like he's been in a long-term relationship and that we would be living together. I don't really appreciate being let on like this and knowing how we are, like our relationship. He, he does move to my city. We'll be having sleepovers almost every night, defeating the purpose of paying rent in two separate places. So how should I move forward? Should I give him an ultimatum or just act like I'm okay with his decision? 
I appreciate your help and I love the podcast. Thanks, guys. What does normal American mean? Oh, did she, did she say that she was a normal American? Mm-hmm. I would do some reflecting on that statement. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the kind of energy that you're putting out, but if it <laughs> know, is... Like, that does change a lot of what I was going to say. That might be, you know, something that your boyfriend picks up on and that might be a reason why he doesn't tell his parents. But let's say that's not the kind of energy you're giving out. Let's just say he doesn't want to move in with you. I'll let you take it away because I don't know. I think we might have different opinions and then I'll come back. So my thought process is you are both 22. I don't want to be ageist by any means, but not everybody ends up with who they dated in college. And we don't ever really recommend that like moving in with a partner immediately after being long distance, if there is kind of hesitation there. I think like setting yourself up for success in a city, especially if you are 22 and like just leaving grad school, like having your first adult apartment, I think that it should be totally fine to live alone. I completely understand how you're feeling of like let on and it has kind of felt like hurtful and it sucks. But I think that it is not unless he has explicitly said that it is because he doesn't feel comfortable letting his family know about you. I don't think it's okay to kind of be like, that's why. Because mm-hmm. it enforces a lot of stereotypes about like immigrant families and like first generation having their kids there. Which even if historically he, you don't really know them, you don't th- like they don't you said they don't really know you exist. Like it doesn't feel like there's a lot of definitiveness there. It doesn't feel like he also definitively said at all that that's why he doesn't want to move in with you. It feels like you're inferring a lot, which like mm-hmm. I think is a natural thing. But I think that you have to communicate that. Like, what do you mean his parents don't really know you exist? Like, right. Do they think you're just like a friend? Yeah, because like maybe this is like a hot take or whatever. But I think if you are going to date someone and the communication from the beginning has been my family is not comfortable and you didn't explain that. I don't mean to sound I'm not trying to sound rude by any means, but like you didn't say that like there was a conversation ahead of time that like his family is not comfortable with him dating someone unless they're going to get married or or whatever that is. I don't want to make any assumptions about like his family and like how they operate when it comes to relationships. So I think like if you had a conversation with him at the beginning of your relationship about the expectations and what his life was like and what your life was like, and you both agreed to that, I think that you have to keep the lines of communication open continually for that. I think that it's completely fine if you were very much okay with him not letting his parents know that you were in a relationship and this could be potentially for you the final like, you know what, I need to know that this is going to happen now. But I think that that needs to be a conversation. It's not really about moving in together. Like, I think they're just kind of separate. Like, if mm-hmm. you want his parents to know about you and you want this to be a very serious rela- like relationship, then that needs to be like a, hey, do you see that? Where do you see this relationship going? Like, I know I was OK before with your parents not knowing about me, but like this, I'm not really OK with that anymore. And I just want to know where you are at with that and like where that conversation is, if that's something you would ever feel comfortable telling them, like, where are we at? Because I think I am not a child of immigrants at all, but I think there's just like a lot. If you are also not a child of immigrants, I don't think that there's a, 
it's something that you we can't relate to. And I think that like trying to kind of go into it with like the same ultimatum you would do with like a, I don't think ultimatums are healthy in general, but I think it, when it's an ultimatum about like something that you don't have the same shared experience with, I just think that that's not really fair. And it makes that the issue. Do you know what I mean? Like it makes the fact that his parents are immigrants and he is Indian. It makes that the issue, not hey, where's this relationship going? I think we need to get better with our communication. I felt really kind of led on that you wanted to live with me and that really hurt my feelings that now you want to live by your own. Like, can I ask why that is? And like, I think if you come at it from this, the issue is his culture. The issue is his parents. That's just not okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, like you said, there's two separate things going on here. You need to, I mean, they're both important to you, obviously, so having one conversation about, Hey, like you said, where's this relationship going? When are you going to tell your parents that we're together, that we're dating, that we have been for years and like giving him, I mean, maybe in the beginning when you were first dating, you were okay with it. But now that things are super serious, you want to have like a real conversation of when are you going to introduce me to your parents? When are they going to know they exist? Do your parents know that he exists? So just like having a blunt conversation about that. And then the second conversation after you've laid everything out on the table and you, you're letting them know that, you know, like, I'm serious about this. I want to be with you. Your family needs to know I exist. Conversation one. Conversation two. Do you not want to live with me because of the parent thing or because we've been long distance for so long and you just aren't ready for us to live together yet. Because I don't think if you've been long distance for a long time, you've never lived with each other before. I don't think that this is the time to be testing that out. He needs to get to the city, get, this is, we've said this over and over again, Mm -hmm. get to the city, get acclimated, you know, have his own group of friends and you guys like, still see each other and you're still spending time together and you don't know like you might think that you'll spend every night together you might not you don't know because you've only seen each other from a long distance situation and you might need more space than you realize because you are used to being able to go home at night and not have anybody else there with you yeah and I think that like you've said that he's like now not sure if he wants to even move anymore or do any of that. That needs to be like a conversation of like, hey, like what's going on? Like what happened? But like not putting it like, is it because is this, 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 this and this that that can mm-hmm. feel like not a place where he can just like share candidly how he's feeling without you as- assuming what it is? Because that like never feels good. Right. And then I would also say that like, again, it is so valid if you were okay with the this situation a couple years ago and you're not so okay with it anymore but i think that if this is someone who you see yourself in a long-term relationship with i think that like in general for people like if you are dating someone who culturally it's very different and they're they're not comfortable introducing to your you to your parents i think we really need to not look at it the same way that we do when it's like to people who are coming from the exact same culture and are being like, oh, he, this guy's not telling his friends about me. Like there is something much different there and much deeper there that like, I don't know if your friends are kind of being like, oh my God, like treating it in that way. Like there is so much more there and it's really different. So like 
the timeline of everything with you and him, like you just need to be on the same page and communicate. Then it's like, you want to move in together. Do you see us like long-term? Do you see us getting married? And like, is something like your parents, would they be okay with us living together before we got married or no? Because if you see yourself long-term with him too, you also need to make a decision in that process. Do you feel comfortable? He might feel comfortable living together before you get married. Do you? Do you Mm -hmm. feel comfortable if you're marrying him and you're going to be in that family? Do you feel comfortable with that? Or would you feel personally like it would feel more respectful for you to not do that? Then you have to be able to make that those same kind of choices when it comes to like things he might feel more comfortable doing that his parents aren't very into that you wouldn't feel. So like you just have to have that open line of communication and know that the timeline of things and the trajectory of things might be a bit different. And like, you need to be all in for that for wherever you are. Keep repeatedly check in with yourself, but like making sure that you're not making him feel bad or ostracized or like the issue here is his culture and his parents. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I think that like, it just reinforces some pretty negative stereotypes that are not fair, you know? Yep. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for don't blame them. <laughs> yep, that's actually it. Yeah. So this is where a listener will call in with their own advice based on a episode and a call that we previously had. So they maybe have their own personal experience or they just have some shit to say. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I have a don't blame them for season nine, episode four, for the girl who called about liking the guy in grad school. I literally thought this was me for the first half of the call because I definitely called years ago when I was in grad school saying almost the exact same thing. So I wanted to give some advice for this girl. I am three years out of grad school. My program was a two-year program. And on the very first day, I met a guy and I was like, oh my God, I'm in love. So I played it slow for a couple of weeks and ended up getting his number using a cover of like, oh, if one of us missed class, it'd be nice to have a friend. So I got his number and casually started texting a little bit and then did what Melissa said and invited him over to study. We actually did have an assignment that I really did need to study. And from there, we kind of flirted a little bit. I Then I did what Megan said and I got a little buzzed and decided to confess my feelings in a text one time not overtly just kind of started like playing a little less safe and it ended up working out for the duration of grad school we were casually dating and you know hooking up and it was great and then grad school ended and I moved out of state and everything's still fine we're still friends I talked to him on occasion and it was fun for grad school there was a little bit of drama so that was kind of funny and it made it a more fun experience than just sitting in a class board out of my mind the entire time. We would text in class and joke around and it gave everybody else something to laugh at too. And I say go for it. I say invite him over for a study thing, get a little buzz and see where it goes. It's grad school. You do have camp goggles, but this guy is still incredibly attractive in my opinion, even years later. And she's 23. So what's it going to hurt? Go for it, girl. And definitely call back because now I need an update too. Okay, bye. Woo! Love that. Look at that. Merging our advices together. <laughs> I just love that. I, I, I just imagine her like in her car just being like, oh my God, is this me? And just being like, what is my voice? Because like, you know, your voice sounds different on recording. Mm-hmm. So just being like, is that what I, 
stop. And then finally be like, oh my God, it's not me. But like <laughs> that like pure shock of being like, what? Like we've had people who've like called in like drunk or like buzzed or forgot they called in and will be listening and they're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So that's funny. Obviously it wasn't, but it shows how relatable that is. And so yeah. look at that. And without even like us not even having answered that call at the time, you took our future advice, both of our future <laughs> advice. <laughs> it feels so good. Well, that is it for the episode. If you have listened this long, not only should you go comment on our latest Instagram post, but you should go leave a review on the podcast app. We got a great review. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. Okay, well, I will then tell you all to head on over to our Instagram I'm not going to say the name because I always say it wrong. It's linked in the show notes. And comment who else is the same age as Madonna. It can be like random people that you know. It could be like Madonna is like my age plus like Millie Bobby Brown. (laughs) Like just someone who is the same age as Madonna. (laughs) All right. So this review is from SSM24484. Very specific. Wow. Okay. Five stars. Love it. I started this podcast recently and have been listening to it in reverse chronological order. Newest episodes first. I am baffled by reviews calling the host mean, negative, political, or closed-minded. I found this podcast due to feeling all those same things about another podcast I was listening to and find this podcast to be such a breath of fresh air. The advice they give their callers is honest and fair. I feel they look at multiple perspectives based on the information given. I also love Don't Blame Them section where listeners can give their perspective too. Kudos to these hosts for not yes-banning callers. Seeing when things are nefarious and having equal expectations and standards on contact for both genders, not just excusing bad behavior in the name of pseudo-woke feminism. You have developed a forever listener. That is so kind. So wow. I love that 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 is like a new listener who's like, fuck all of you on these comments. (laughs) And then we have someone who's definitely not a new listener saying, love the podcast. By the way, the Italian Russian sounding woman is most likely German. (laughs) You ask the question, I'm gonna let you know the answer. Yes. (laughs) That's so wow. That is so nice. So that makes me so happy. We are here for your needs if you had to replace any of the podcasts in your life. And as somebody who listens to, like, I've, like, listened to, like, a dabbled in, maybe not reoccurring all the time, but people who give advice on podcasts. And when I tell you, I get irrationally upset when I feel like they're just like, hmm, whatever, like, blase advice. or like, I don't know, just, like, fuck around, blah, blah, blah. And they don't pay it any, like, consideration. So to mm-hmm. have someone recognize that, like, we do really care and like we do really think about what we're saying and try and see it from like multiple like sides and like we're invested in it makes me very happy yeah agree okay so that is it for the episode everything i said at the beginning for how to call in leave us a voicemail through one zero six nine four zero nine seven six international listeners an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com and uh, we look forward to hearing from all of you and leave us a voicemail It's a good time. We promise we don't bite. Unless you say that you want us to bite. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, when you give us a disclaimer, like, take it. Like, go for it. I can take it. Versus, I'm really sensitive. Go easy. We listen to you. Mm -hmm. We listen to you. So, we want to hear from you. So, we'll give you some life-changing, wonderful, amazing advice. Happy February. Okay, we will see you all next time. Goodbye. Bye. by me. 
Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.